Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 234 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, we only had a day this week to prepare for this podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Thanks thanks to Mother Nature. Well, we're, we're getting better at it. I mean, we recorded on a Monday not that long ago. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all good. Eric, I loved, loved having a race on Monday. I was wondering how quick we were going to get into this. Oh, man. Well, you brought it up, so I'm in. Yeah. Eric, um, we could run every race on Monday. I don't care. I, I love it. I was not a fan of it during the day. I would prefer it in the evening, but I depends on what kind of job you have, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was fine. I can, I can watch it at work, but I can't, I can't concentrate. So I tried, I watched maybe, I think I watched this. Uh, well, it was 66 laps in. I watched till like 50 before the end of stage uh, two. And then I bailed on it. It's like, now I'm just, I'll watch the rest at home. And then I actually, at the end of the day, I was, waiting for something to come through and had some extra time. So I just sat at my desk and watched up to like 50 to go. And then I watched 50 to go when I got home. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I prefer night race. I, I mean, I, I, when we did the Wednesday night thing during the, the pandemic, I loved it. That was, that was awesome. There's yeah. nothing better. Of course I was working from home at the time. There's nothing better than ending your work day, you know, grabbing dinner quick and sitting down and watching the NASCAR race. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't we can't get Fox to do noon races ever. Right. So, uh, you know, whenever I get one like this, I'm going to savor it and get that bad boy in and have it on in the background while I work. And then I had the whole rest of my day. Yeah, I could. The race was over. I, I got to pick up my kids from school. Didn't have to worry about it. What a day. Well, what, I, a, what a wonderful day. I am with Jordan Bianchi on the teardown and I am done bitching about start times because um, it's not changing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're going to yeah. keep starting at three o'clock in the afternoon. I do well, still, I, I do still wish they'd put lights in They'd force them to put lights in. You, um, you tweeted out, you know, how much, you know, like, like you said, it's never changing. And, right. uh, I, I had to re- retweet and just kind of reiterate, like, you know, the start times would change if uh, NASCAR made as much money at the gate as they do on, uh, on those TV contracts. Right. But, that ain't never gonna happen. Well, they don't. Here's the argument that I'm gonna have. It was really disappointing to see such a great crowd on Sunday at Dover, and then a much smaller crowd on Monday. And we see that every time there's a rain delay. Um, yeah. But James, I don't know about you, but when I went to the Daytona 500 in 2011, it's a once in a lifetime experience potentially. It's mm-hmm. the biggest race you'll probably ever go to. And guess what I did? I scheduled time on Monday to watch the race if it rained out. Yes. Why don't people do that? <laughs> like I don't know. I get that people's jobs require, but I mean, if you're going to go to the race, you're going to spend that kind of money. Just well, it's like, schedule the extra day, man. It, it's like, you know, my job allows me to work as I normally would because I'm always, you know, I'm doing second, you know, I'm listening on something, you right. know, I'm doing a podcast or whatever. Um, you're, you're, you can't do that. I mean, you're, right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in the journalism business. So, um, you know, I, it depends on what well, I usually, I have, have, I have a TV going all the time. I mean, there's a TV in my office. There's all, the news yeah. is always going, but it's muted, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it, it just depends on what type of job you have. And, um, you know, I, I'm fortunate that I can sit at home on a Monday and watch a race. And, and if I had to Eric, you know, um, I could, I could schedule a, a Monday, but I know, I know some people, some people aren't able to do that and it really sucks. Here's you know, the that's thing the worst with the, part of the rain with the TV watching aspect of it though. Um, who at this point doesn't have some sort of DVR capability? I mean, most people 
can probably just watch. I mean, that's what I did. You know, I watched until I couldn't watch anymore. Mm-hmm. And I hit pause and then I watched it when I could. And guess what? I didn't miss anything. I stayed off Facebook. So I didn't see any spoilers and that was it. Well, and I warned you because you texted me once and I'm like, don't tell me anything. (laughs) You and I have a, you and I have an unwritten gentleman's agreement to not spoil. We wouldn't be friends if we didn't have that. Yeah. Because you always watch on delay. I understand. I still, I I still block our Facebook thread all the time, but that's, that's fair game. You guys can talk about whatever you want to talk about in there. I mute it well, when I, I when I can't see it, and I'm good. Well, unfortunately, uh, you know, unfortunately for Todd, he can't. Uh, we we can't <laughs> can't really talk to him during the race. Right. He's busy, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, um, <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I hate it for fans who can't come back. But yeah. you know, we have this every year, Eric. There's a handful of races every year. Um, but God dang, this I bothered really... me less than it's ever bothered me before. Yeah, but God dang, I hate the three o'clock start times. I yeah, really do. I do. It just stinks, but you know, I do because like, and you mentioned when we were chatting back and forth too, you're in the middle of trying to get dinner ready during a race. Um, and it's a pain in the ass. I mean, you, you're you're in the middle of getting dinner ready. I'm in the middle of avoiding my wife and not getting dinner ready. And then having her angry at me (laughs) when the race is over, you know, an hour past when we should have eaten. You know, Eric, one day my girls will be growing and out of the house and this won't be a problem. Um, but I don't know how, how long that's going to be. So, (laughs) But Eric, that horse is dead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we can fix the NASCAR yeah. start times anymore. No, nah, it's not changing. It's not changing. Let's just let's get on the lights bandwagon. Let's put some lights in at these places uh, that don't have them. There's only a handful of tracks anymore that don't have them. Yeah, Dover's only a Mi- mile. You could do it at Dover. Michigan's one of them. Yeah, Michigan can do it. I mean, the biggest challenge is probably going to be maybe the Talladega. Brickyard. Brickyard would be pretty tough. Yeah. Talladega, that'd be a lot of place. That'd be a lot of lights. If you can light these Formula One tracks that they light, you should be able to light a NASCAR track. Oh, yeah. We don't need to light Watkins Glen or Sonoma. We'll just put light headlights on the cars for those. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 24-hour Le Mans style. Awesome. Yep. Love that. We fixed it. Put rain tires on them. Might as well put headlights on them, too. Yeah, we fixed it. Everything's fixed. Yep. NASCAR is saved. Thanks to me and James. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, speaking of saving NASCAR, James, the most popular driver finally won a race and it was on an oval even. Oh, the points leader. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Gosh. Chase Elliott breaks his winless streak uh, with a victory at the Dryden, Duramax Dryden 400 at Dover. Yep. Um, wasn't uh, probably the, I mean, he wasn't the dominant guy. Uh, he did all right. 73 laps. Uh, but probably, stole one from, end, yeah. probably stole one from OKFB in this one with a, uh, ill-timed loose wheel uh thanks to aj allmendinger yeah KFB or not aj and, allmendinger uh, who was driving the 16 who was, and, was it aj yeah it was, it was uh, aj it was, okay yeah um yep yeah. it was yeah it was aj um but yeah we had that happen and that took pretty much took out bowman and yep uh kfb because bowman was you know those bowman were the two was, man mm-hmm. yeah yeah once they lost that track position it was over unfortunately so um what'd you think of this race james i thought it was a pretty damn good dover race Oh my God. Yeah. This was, um, I mean, high intensity tire wear, yeah. multiple grooves, perfect yeah, tire situation. In my opinion, I know some people yep. were upset with tires coming apart, but they didn't blow, you know, they, yeah. they just came apart. They corded. That was, that's fine. Let's, I, I want that, you know, mm-hmm. um, yep. there was, there was definitely tire wear, um, you know, you tire were faster. Allotment. Yeah. Tire, tire allotment, allotment was an issue. Was you, a great, was a great problem to have. You were faster with fresh tires unless you were Ryan Blaney at the end of a stage. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he held and then it screwed yeah, him the he, rest of the race, but I know he won stage two and then 
uh, yeah, just disappeared and track position and all sorts of bad, bad stuff happened after that. Too yeah. bad. Um, so we had a couple tires get loose in this one. Uh, probably most notably, Denny Hamlin loses one. And uh, we mentioned AJ Allmendinger. Was that it? Or was there one more that got loose? There was three. Um, yeah, somebody else got. Yeah, somebody. Uh, Xfinity series. We had okay. one get lost too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I've I've heard some people disappointed with how harsh the penalties are for this. I personally think they need it needs to be harsher. Um, Because yeah. we're seeing a lot of them get away, and I get that there's one lug. So if you screw up, it's there's no fail safe on it. But mm-hmm. hey, man, we're setting world record t- uh, pit stop times. Let's take an extra half a second, get all get all the lugs tight. Yeah, I I think it's a you know obviously these guys are trying to get as fast to pit stops as possible. We mm-hmm. know Joe Gibbs is definitely pushing it, right? Um, but I I also part of me there's a there's a little demon in the back of my mind that wonders, <laughs> um, is it is it more than just the teams being a little bit careless? You know I it's pretty, it's pretty rampant, Eric. And like, I, I don't think the 16 team is looking for, you know, is looking for trouble on pit road. You know what yeah. I mean? You think it's a, so, you think it's a, a, a mechanical issue. I just think, yeah, I think NASCAR needs to rethink these tires starting, you know, starting now for next year. Uh, Cause we've got the flat tire problem where guys can't roll off. And now we've got the wheels. We've had the wheels falling off consistently every race. It seems like yeah, we've we've had and, wheel issues almost every race. Yeah, and we had one tire almost get completely punted. I mm. mean, I think it was AJ's tire. I mean, that's Eric. That's dangerous situation. Yeah. So you're I, asking I think, for trouble. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that NASCAR is looking at this. What do you think's uh, the solution? I mean, is, what's your solution? I don't. <laughs> I mean, we, we're not going back to steel. Mine, man. We're not going back to steel wheels, right? I mean, there's no, that's but, not going to happen. I, I, yeah, I, I just, I feel like it's, it is rampant enough that it deserves an investigation into what can be done. You know, it's too bad. You can't put like some sort of tether on it, but you can't because you can't tether you, a tire. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, I mean, I guess I, it, how, how could you change it? Is the problem. You can't. Yeah. I mean, F1's got a different type of system. It's, it doesn't work that way. They're, yeah. they're on a, they're on a different type of hub. We don't have. Well, and that's the, the thing, like F1. IndyCar, sports cars, how often do we see them lose tires? Um, and we're doing it constantly. So yeah, what, what's different often. about our setup than theirs? Is, is it speed or is it something else? I mean, well, I mean, F, F1 pit stops are just as fast, if not faster than cup pit stops. And yeah. they use one lug too. And you know where you could, where you could fix this issue or where you could help this issue is uh, slow down that fueling. Yeah. There Let's you go. Slow the fuel system down. If they got to yeah. wait on fuel. They're not going to be rushing tires. Yeah. Just get the, I don't know. I just these these teams are too good mm-hmm. to I you know to this, for this to be this much of a problem all the time. So no, I, I've, I don't know about that. We've had lug nut issues for years. Yes, we have, we've had we lug nut issues so up. bad to the point that NASCAR stopped policing it and then had to re-police it because it got out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I I I I tend to believe I, I get what you're saying about AJ, but that team's trying to learn too. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's in the team's hands to to figure out the solution to this. And I don't know, maybe maybe the penalty needs to be stiffer than having a couple people sit out. I mean, you're having the crew chief sit out for a couple of weeks, but what is he doing? He's sitting at the shop, still radioing in anyway. Yeah, I um, mean, it's four four weeks is definitely yeah yeah. It's pretty it seems pretty I mean, severe, but maybe, you're right. Maybe, maybe we need to start taking points away. Maybe we need to do something different. I don't know. I, I hate maybe. to say that, but. It's out of control right now. I mean, yep. you have two in a race. That's too much. Yep. So, I mean, fortunately, Absolutely. Denny's happened, you know, 
coming off of pit road that one was a lot less harmful you know and during yeah, the caution yeah. flag but oh, yeah at least you know and, and i wonder too eric it's i don't know nascar can't be happy seeing that tire rolling down the banking and, and cars flying by yeah you know that they, they just they gotta be I don't know. There's got to be a lot more concern there than what we even probably think. So it's, I, I it hope only we, is going to take it, one getting hit, you know? Yeah. And going way up into the grandstands is, yep. is going to be the problem. So, yep. Hmm. So, I mean, where do you lose them? They lose them on the inside of the track. So it's going to clear the catch fence easily. Yep. You know, it's, it's a oh, bad yeah. deal. It's, it's something problem, that's got to yeah. get under control. Yep. Absolutely. So, and I mean, then we go to how many road courses too, and those are completely different with fencing and stuff. And you oh know, yeah, it's it's a big problem. So yep, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just hope that we're. I mean, it's something we got to keep watching every week because yeah. it's, you know, we're losing crew chiefs. Or you know, we're honestly, I'd rather have suspensions than anything else. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another bit of controversy at the end of the race. Uh, Ross Chastain, Martin Truex Jr. First of all. Couldn't separate from each other all race long. Uh, mm -hmm. The end of the race, Chastain um, runs Truex up a little wide, runs him out of room, and Truex wrecks down the back stretch. Goes from a fourth place finish to where would he end up? Uh, eight, twelfth, uh, twelfth. Mm -hmm. um, Truex wasn't happy after the race. Went down to talk to uh, Chastain. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is Chastain, um, right? I mean, we don't expect anything different from him, right? Every week it's Chastain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is what he, this is what he does, man. He's yeah. aggressive. Like we, we talked about this a couple of times already, Eric, where he's running with a different group of guys now mm -hmm. and he's going to ruffle feathers. Well, he said it himself at the end of the race, he's racing with champions and he got beat Well, he's racing with champions and he's ruffling them up too. Yeah, exactly. And they, these guys aren't used to racing with Ross right. and Ross you know, you, you, they, these things go a little bit more unnoticed back of the, in the middle of the pack. Um, those guys, you know, there's, there's not as much attention back there. So, right. um, yeah. And, and, and as far as Martin is concerned, like, yeah, he's probably got a gripe, but he's not going to do anything about it. He's not so. going to do anything about it. <laughs> there's a reason that everybody it. runs over Martin Truex Jr. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's going to whine and complain. I, I think it radio, was, but. it was said on the teardown today, this week that, uh, you know, Kenseth was like that too. And Kenseth snapped, Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe Truex has got that coming. Maybe he's just going to snap and have enough and it's going to be Chastain at the end of it, but could be, could be. Yeah. That was, um, you know, that I, I necessarily don't think it was even really that dirty of a move by Chastain. It was aggressive. Yeah. I mean, he's always aggressive. Chastain's always going to be aggressive. The only argument that, I'd have is that Chastain's got two wins in the bank and he's racing for third. Yeah. It means nothing. I mean, I guess third is you still get playoff points for third. Don't you? Or don't you do you not? Yeah. No, no, you, you get, yeah. I mean, at the end of the, I mean, you get your overall points, yeah. but yeah, you don't, you know, you get playoff points for your stage wins and your race wins. I mean, yeah, there's right. really nothing for him to get nothing for him to gain there, but you know, is it worth gaining an, an enemy that's going to affect you in the playoffs? Right, exactly. Especially Although when you're Justin Mark says they're not thinking about playoffs, but right, I call right. BS on that. Yeah, I know, I know. You it's got two that, race wins. Is... You're guaranteed in the playoffs. You're thinking about playoffs at this point. Yeah, this guy's. Yeah, it's just this is who this guy is, man. And yeah. Martin is who Martin is. You know. Do you have a problem with? I mean, I know we've talked about this before. Do you have a problem with Chastain being this guy? He Chastain rubs me the wrong way with the way he drives sometimes, but. See, I don't have a problem with it because I don't think he's he's not apologetic about it. He's no. also not standing at his car with his fists up, ready right. to fight somebody either. He takes it. He takes the 
he sat when you looked at him and Truex talking. Chastain wasn't talking; he was agreeing with them. Yeah, you know. But hey, he's yep. he's gonna do what he's gonna do, and Chastain's never done anything different. And I don't know, I, I I'm gaining respect for him because of it. Well, here here's the thing we got to remember too: Chastain is the you know Eric, he's the first generation of the new generation, right? Right. So there's the way things used to be. And Martin Truex Jr. is the last, you know, the last of that generation of how, you know, how you handle yourself on the racetrack and and how aggressive you are and how you block and how you push guys. Ross doesn't care. That's right. not how he grew up. He grew up racing these cars as, um, you know, in the post Dale Earnhardt era, right? The the no fatalities era. Uh, he he's racing with a different mindset than an invincibility, right? Yeah. That's that's kind of where this next generation of driver has. has you know grown we've we've gone you know we've gone a full generation and a half of guys who just don't get hurt in these race cars and he doesn't he's got no fear right martin Truex jr comes from a different code it's it's we're we're in a transitional period here where we've got the old old guard the new guard well i mean these um, two are two comes out on top two ends of the spectrum when it comes to careers you've got one guy at the beginning and one guy right toward the end of it yeah, and this might be, you know, yeah. Martin's yeah. In, a, in a contract year. This might be it. Yeah, for we're, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, the other thing too with 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 Chastain James is I feel like I feel like when the if the roles are reversed, you don't see you don't see Chastain chasing down Martin Truex Jr. on pit road and throwing a punch at him like Ty Gibbs did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. this is you can compare what's going on here to the Ty Gibbs situation. But Ty Gibbs is getting upset when it's done back to him. And I don't think Chastain's going to do that. I think Chastain's going to go, well, that's how it is. You know, yep. that's yep. he's expecting it. And that's mm-hmm. I, again, I respect that. Um, yep. This is a guy that, you know, he's he's fought for his entire career. He's fought yes. for his life. He's in a situation where he doesn't have to fight for his life right now. But he is one of as much as we want to deny it, one of the championship favorites right now. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be somebody that it's we're this far into the season and Chastain's still there. He's going to be someone we're going to watch the rest of the year. Yep. He's he is, formidable at the moment. Yep. He is going to be a contender to get into that final four. And we all know once you get into the final four, anything, anything can happen. happen. So, right. um, I mean, he's, he's definitely sticks out. And so I'm, I applaud the fact that he's racing with these guys and, and running them hard. Yeah. Eric, you know? he's, he's now a talking point for us every week. Yeah. Um, you know, regardless of what incident he's been involved in this week, he, we, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, no top three, let 86 laps. We're going to talk about him. Um, he's not going away. So, you know, he's here to stay. I, I, you know, I love seeing that new blood We're we're starting to see at this point in the season, you know, the trends are kind of there. Eric Chevrolet is running really well. Yeah. Hendrick's running really well, but that one outlier is Ross Chastain. Yep. You know, he's, he's has some staying power. So he's the only you know. Chev, not Hendrick Chevy that stayed consistent. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you could say that, that Suarez has as well. Um, but Suarez doesn't have the wins to go with it. Um, yeah. you know, you look at, you look at, at Reddick and Austin Dillon, who both had strong performances, but they haven't been strong every race. Yes. And Chastain has, I mean, he's, he's been there every single race. Yep. And I, I would say even somebody, you know, who got no top 10 this week, Eric Jones, um, yeah. you're seeing, that's consist- true. He's, he's another one you're seeing. It's not at the same level, but you're seeing consistency elevated. Uh, you know, he is at the, um, you know, he he's further up in the pack. Yeah. Same as Chastain. Well, Chastain has, has gone from the middle of the pack to the front. 
and you know eric jones has gone from the back of the middle to the back of the front yeah <laughs> so yeah and know, i, I think cool. i think you know obviously these cars make people make the teams a lot more equal than they used to be but there's still a gap there between what petty gms has and what hendrick has and and Eric Jones is starting to overcome some of that. Yeah, he's definitely a yep. talking point as well. He's been he's been yep. very strong. Top ten yep. finish this weekend. Yep. Certainly Just somebody been solid. Yep. Yeah, somebody you got to watch out for. And not not getting himself in trouble. You know, it's it's yeah, it's great to see. Um, we'll talk about him probably a little bit too. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we've got we've got the trends. You know, we're seeing we're seeing guys starting to you know starting to show out. And and you know, go to go back to our chase. You know, our, our chase, our race winner, Chase Elliott. <laughs> Uh, you know, all the Hendrick cars now got to win. Yeah. And he finally got the monkey off his back and, and won on an oval for the first time in a, in a long time. Well, uh, and so I don't, this is, this I don't is think either of us would argue that Chase Elliott is always a threat and getting that win may right. be what it takes to just make him the favorite, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. He, he he's got... certainly been overshadowed by his teammate, uh, Kyle Larson last year. Um, yeah. but, but Chase Elliott hasn't forgotten how to drive. <laughs> no, he is not. No, he is not. And, and, you know, he's got good stuff underneath him. So I, yeah. I think, yeah, he definitely needed a breakthrough. He'll be strong. You know, he'll be strong throughout the rest of the year as the Hendrick cars seem to be. Uh, they're all, you know, all under a blanket as far as how good they are. So do you remember a couple of years ago, James, when, uh, when Hendrick was, we were all worried yeah. about Hendrick what's, yeah. and Chevy's were yeah. terrible. And now, <laughs> That's now it's funny. it's all Chevrolet this season and and all Hendrick yep. man. Yep. Yeah, they're back. They came back in a like a freight train in 2020, and here they are again. Uh, one more note on the Eric Jones situation too. Again, I think we'll talk about it more, but uh, we're going into a weekend at a track that he's won at. So yeah, yep. Um, good place to turn some things around a little bit more over there at Petty GMS. Yeah, go for a third straight top ten. Um, do we want to talk about KFB and his stupid thing? Do we want to save that for later? <laughs> no, we can do it now. It's it which, hasn't which been. One do you, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, I noticed. Well, yeah, we'll let's start with the word that was said on the radio. Um, yeah. the the R word was repeated again in the Kyle Busch vocabulary. He got uh, sent to sensitivity training last year for doing it in an interview. Uh, came yeah. out on the radio this weekend. I've noticed that most people have been really quiet about talking about it, and I have a feeling that nothing's going to come of it. Um, yeah. But uh, you you had some thoughts on it. You, do you think you should be penalized for it, James? Yeah, I was. I, I threw the hunch out there to our group um, that he, could he be suspended. I, I kind of phrased it as a question because yeah. I don't I don't think he will. Right. Um, but if you've already gone to sensitivity training for it once and you do it again. Now you're a repeat offender. What does that mean? Can't do sensitivity training twice, can you? Can you keep going back to sensitivity training? Is that the maximum penalty? Or well, I do think, you take the next step? I think JGR has a room reserved there for one. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I don't know, James. So, you know, you and I had this discussion off air a little bit. I, uh, man, I think it's a really touchy territory to start penalizing people for what they say on the radio. I get it. I mean, I don't yeah. approve of what Kyle Busch said. But yeah. NASCAR has always kind of treated that radio as the pressure release valve. And what happens on the radio, aside from, you know, oh, is your arm itchy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and intentional spins and stuff like that. For the most part, NASCAR has not policed the radio much. And I think mm-hmm. you really, really open up a can of worms as soon as you start doing it. Because one, yep. NASCAR doesn't monitor everybody's radio all race long. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> so now you're leaving it to the fans and Reddit and all that stuff to start out in drivers. Um, I yep. know 
that you could find worse things or at least equally bad things that have been said on the radio probably within the last year um, from many drivers. This just, you know, everybody listens to Kyle's radio because I'll tell you what, if you go to a race, it's damn entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I Like I said, well, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with it. I As it is, you know, I, I almost feel like the the analog radios that we use in NASCAR have become so outdated to begin with you know they use digital radios in formula one um nascar keeps the analog radios because it allows the fans to grab a scanner and listen in um but now you're running into issues you listen to door bumper clear and the spotters complaining because there's tons of radios on the tower every spotter has three radios now there's so many frequencies mixing with others that they have radio problems and i don't really want to give nascar a reason to switch to digital radios and make it more difficult for us to listen to the radios either so because NASCAR yeah. certainly could, and then they could sell their track pass or whatever at the track every weekend that you have to pay for to listen to the scanners. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I. I he shouldn't have said it. Let's just say Kyle's an idiot for saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, he in the moment sometimes in those cars, I guess. Like, I me, Obviously, it's in his vocabulary, so yeah, maybe he but, needs some sensitivity training <laughs> again. Regardless. Yeah. Well, and that's the that's the thing, Eric. Like, I I'm not I. I am not qualified to be the person who draws the line right. on what can and can't be said. Like I'm not smart enough. I don't have that type of education. Right. They don't pay me enough. Right. <laughs> um, but let me ask you this in this way. Kyle Larson says what he said on a NASCAR radio during a NASCAR race. Yeah. Same thing happens to him. Right. He. Yeah. You're probably right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like what's yeah. the, what's the line? I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, Again, I don't want to excuse what Kyle Larson did, but I kind of feel like Kyle Larson's punishment was in excess of what it should have been. His punishment was, yeah. Turned out to be a championship. Well, yeah, not. I I hate rehashing. (laughs) I hate rehashing that, but I I want to make an example of like what's okay and what's not okay. You know, I I don't want to be the woke police, the PC police, you know, like that's like that's not, not what I'm trying to say here. It's just like, I guess my our, my main point to you and and why why I even brought it up was, it, it really is like what's wrong with like what's going on with Kyle Bush that he can't con- seem to control himself at the, you know like I feel like there was a stretch of time where Kyle Bush had it under control, mm-hmm. had his emotions in check and was was fine. He won two yeah. championships. His brother what? learned. I don't know why. I mean, I guess Kyle. I don't hasn't, know why Kyle hasn't had the complete you know wake up call that his brother had. When, when Kurt got fired from Penske, that yeah. was the wake-up call that Kurt finally needed. I, I just feel like what we are seeing with Kyle Busch is regression in behavior. Like, he's he's turning back into a worse version of what he was before he broke his leg yeah. and won that championship. I just he it seems immature and avoidable to me. Like, this... No, I, this, I don't disagree that the... the stuff he's pulling with the media, you know, too, where he last week hints that he might, you know, be out of a ride and um, bullying Joe Gibbs. Yeah. And then this week wears a shirt to the media uh, appearance that says, you know, clickbait. <laughs> I mean, part of it's humorous. I get it. But I, you know, Eric, I just, I don't know, man. I, I feel like he's, I don't know if he's just done with the media, the sport, 
he's in a he's in a place where he's just not happy. I mean, I have a question: is is NASCAR more entertaining when Kyle Busch falls in a line, or is NASCAR more entertaining when than when every week you wonder, is this going to be the week? <laughs> is this going to be the week that he loses his mind and does something stupid like wreck around Hornaday under caution? Well, that's the thing. Like, I he did try to almost wreck the pace car last year, so he did. He did I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He's there's a pattern of behavior here that disturbs me. He's, I, I just he's passionate, but he cannot control it, and I don't know. It's I, dude. I feel I, for Brexton, man, because he's gonna be worse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. He's gonna be think Ty Gibbs is bad. Just wait. You know, um, a lot of people do the silver spoon thing with Kyle and Kurt, but they really didn't. You know, they they had to work their way up. They were. Yeah, um, they did. Brexton's got the silver spoon, so I don't know, yeah. man. Yeah, I, you know, Eric, and to maybe put a pin in it and answer your your question there. Um, I am more entertained by what Kyle Busch does in the circle, you know, Yeah. behind the wheel. Like I, that's where I want to see my Kyle Busch entertainment. And yeah, if he's angry, that's even better. But I, you know, it's, it's the choice that he made to push that button and say what he said. Like there's, he could use any other, he could use any other bunch of words and not pick, you know, the ones that would get us having this conversation, conversation that we're having right now. Right. Call him a doofus or, you know, like whatever he, I know him and Brad have a history and it's mostly, I don't know why, you know, Kyle seems to always want (laughs) to want to come back to it, but um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. know. You know, I'm a Kyle Busch fan and stuff like this does make me go, come on, dude, just like I said, I, I I like, I like slightly unhinged Kyle Busch, but I wish he wouldn't do things like this. It's like he should have outgrown this. Yeah. At some point, like Tony Stewart eventually, outgrew hit whatever he had going on and he's still he was had... still an idiot to the media though well yeah he, still he never outgrew mis- that ask, no he still had his misbehavior ask jenna fryer but... how, how tony right. stewart was right but <laughs> tony stewart had a problem with putting his hands on people yeah that is true and and he stopped putting his hands on people and jen just started you know verbally going after people yeah um but he never did the uh i don't know he never did the derogatory stuff which i think is just low-hanging fruit type of whatever is whatever's going on there so yeah i don't, I don't disagree know. with you i don't know i just it's something i i, I want to see what nascar does here just out of curiosity more than anything i think the fact that everybody's keeping it so quiet and not talking about it i don't think anything happens um i don't yeah, i'm not saying that's the right yeah. decision um, yep. i'm not saying that when i say i don't want to start policing the radio i'm not saying that they shouldn't do something yep. um i'm just saying that i don't know it's a slippery slope it's really it's a tough wait. one to get into I can't wait to see who asked him the question in his next media availability. Though. Right. <laughs> who's it going to be? Yeah. Who's going to be brave enough to do that? <laughs> Bob? <laughs> Bob. Bob's busy. He's uh, probably voting for the hall of fame today or something. Yeah. Oh, Bob. I love Bob. No, man. Uh, let's see. 13 caution flags in this one. Pretty incredible for, uh, for Dover for 75 laps. We had 17 lead changes among 10 drivers in this one, James. I mean, it was a great Dover race, Eric. Yeah. I mean, I, this was a this was a good race, and for mm-hmm. Dover it was like, you know, lights top, out. It was like top two over the last ten years. You I know? mean, Chase Elliott and Ross Chastain had a legit battle. For I the was win. yeah, I was so disappointed. The caution came out when they were side yeah. by side for multiple laps. When yeah. I when I watched that, I that whole thing there was like, whoever designed this car, man, they are just, you know, clapping this their hands is, right now. <laughs> yeah, this car's got the one mile intermediate yeah. type tracks down dude i'm know. it's really making me look forward to michigan i really hope that this car yeah, does the same thing for michigan that it's done yeah. for these other tracks 
it's got issues on certain tracks we've yeah. noticed. It's but, not good on short you know, tracks. No, but this high banked Dover Oval, you know, was right in its wheelhouse. It it, it ran good again. I you know, I'm excited for the bigger tracks. Like I'm excited for Kansas, you know? Yeah. This this car's gonna run good at Kansas. This I, is what I, this I is what know. we needed, you know, fifteen years ago when we were building mile and a half. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we finally figured out the uh you know the intermediate tracks as we're trying to get rid of them. <laughs> <Right>. And now we <laughs> Yeah. But I don't think it's gonna take that much to fix the short tracks though. I think there that there's probably a pretty easy fix to Yeah, they'll get there. Loosen they'll them up there. a little bit. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Uh let's see. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. second place finish for him. That's uh incredible. That I mean that would have been a big story awesome. if he'd have gotten the win. Awesome run. Like he was up there most of the day. Yeah. That was not a fluke yeah. at all. Like that was a great run. Uh, we mentioned Ross Chevrolet. Chastain with this. Okay. Yeah. Ross Chastain with his third place finish 86 laps led on the day uh, more than the leader. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know, threat every weekend. Um, yep. Christopher Bell, the only, uh, the only JGR car that didn't end up having some unfortunate thing happen to actually Christopher Bell had the tire issue. That's right. Another yeah. One. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but he would at least manage to come back. Um, he did come back. Of course, Kyle Busch finishes seventh. Um, but you know what could have been that he, Kyle Busch's birthday he's won two times on his birthday before um could have been it not meant to be yeah yep. not meant to be yeah this week uh Justin Haley had a pretty strong day finished 11th uh led yeah, that 19 car was good. laps led 19 laps yeah. yeah he had a really good really strong run going um Martin Truex Jr obviously the finish doesn't uh show where he ran he he did lead five laps in the day and he was up there you know yep it exactly. uh, it was Dover you expect him to run well there so um yeah, and I mean, otherwise, James, I, I got to ask you. Um, I don't. I hate to pile <laughs> on him, but man, I hope, I hope I know where you're going. I think w- I know. When is Bubba going to turn things around? Oh, I thought you were going to go with his boss. No, when is his boss going to turn well, things that around too. because, geez. Well, I mean, Denny lost a tire and then got taken out by Rick Ware racing. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so yeah, Cody Ware. <laughs> Cody Ware found his way to Denny Hamlin yet again. But uh, but man, Bubba. I mean, I know that that uh, Kurt Busch finished worse than Bubba, but Kurt's had some moments. Bubba hasn't had anything but a super speedways, man. Yeah, Bubba had an interesting race where he was. You know, I I don't think the finish was as good as actually how that car really was. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe he finished where he was supposed to, but um, I'm worried yeah, about him. Not... I'm worried about him where he's running, man. I I thought he would be better. That that team though, like, what's Kurt Busch doing? That's really lighting the world on fire. That's true. Too? I mean, that the the biggest problem with with twenty three eleven right now is they're being compared so much. We talked about this last week. They're being compared so much to Trackhouse because uh, from the outside looking in, it looks like the same thing, right? Trackhouse started yeah. up a one car team last year, and now as a two car team, twenty three eleven did the same thing. But Trackhouse bought a team that yeah. was established, whereas twenty three eleven hasn't. I'm looking at the numbers and Bubba and, and Kurt are not that far apart. Yeah. I mean, Kurt's performing just a little bit better, but, um, you know, if what, these guys what do you think MJ sh- thinks, man? He's probably not happy. I can't I'm imagine he's real thrilled. It. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's definitely not thrilled about, about where they're at right now. Denny's definitely stressed out because he can't seem to, you know, <laughs> do anything after. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this is not, yeah, you know, I agree with you. Like, I'd like to start seeing something from Bubba. Um, but again, like, see, the thing for were... me is like, Kurt doesn't need to prove himself at this point. No. Kurt's proved himself over his career. Bubba yeah. needs to, man. He needs, 
And and I'm not doing this to be down on Bubba. I want him to do it. You know, yeah, I want yeah. him to be a success. I have been a champion of Bubba, but you know, how long can you keep doing it when he's just yep. not putting together the performances that he needs to? And he's got some yep. real obvious weak points in like road courses, things like that, yep. that he needs to, there's when, when your only strong point is, you know, four to six times a year now that we have Atlanta, that's yeah. not good. You know? Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess I think that Michael team... McDowell does it, but he does it for a way lesser team than what 2311 yeah. should be. Yeah. And I still think this team is still very young. You yeah. Know, I, it I, is. I think we're, I think we're, um, we we're we're thinking that they're Joe Gibbs when they're not quite you know they're not they're not Joe Gibbs just yet they right. still got a lot of growing pains that they're still probably fighting through but but yeah I'd but like how long see... does Bubba get I mean okay so it's it's twenty three eleven's problem then how long can Bubba survive there in a team that's not performing without it damaging his credibility that already right. maybe not be there yeah yeah I mean it's um you, there's definitely. He's got to be feeling the pressure. There's got to mm-hmm. be pressure. That organization is now under some serious scrutiny. It starts yeah. at the top with Denny Hamlin, and I'm sure it is all the way through that organization. The only one probably with no pressure is Kurt Busch because he's like, yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, whatever. Or we'll retire. You know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no biggie. He's, he's got options. He's got one more year on his contract and then whatever. Peace. Yep, exactly. if too. Yeah, As yeah. Kyle Busch says, goodbye. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. And, um, you know, I just think give it, I hate to keep, to keep saying, give it some time, give it more yeah. time. Um, but let's, not a lot let's of time in get... the sport though, man. Yeah. You got, there's, there's guys that didn't get enough time. You know, there's the Daniel Hemricks that, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. Even like Eric Jones didn't really get the time. No, you know, no, I don't, I don't know. know. At some point he got, he got quite a bit of time in a pretty damn good car. <laughs> well, yeah, but. Again, he got big champion for Eric Jones, but I don't know. Yeah, he didn't do what he needed. At to some do point, yeah, but you know, you know what I mean. At some point, it runs out. Yeah, you know, the goodwill runs out. So, yep. Uh, Austin Sindrick finishes last, thirty sixth, uh, failing the damage vehicle policy. Um, I, another one to look at, James, that has struggled. And they mentioned this in the teardown. Uh, Joey Logano, man. Uh, Logano's yeah. he won at the Coliseum, and he has done nothing pretty much since then. Twenty ninth in this one. Um, just struggling, man. Yeah, the Fords seem to be a tick off. Yeah. Um, you know, Joey's got three top fives this year, and it's not the worst. Uh, but he the sure highest doesn't finishing... look like a threat any week at all. I mean, the highest finishing Ford in this race was Chris Busher, who got the pole right and uh, finished eighth. That's you know? true. Wasn't really in contention. Kevin Harvick, he's you know. Harvick is just top tening his way through the last two years. Mm-hmm. He's just like always in the top 10 and that's about where he's at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no other forwards that are really sticking out, you know, chase Briscoe's kind of here and there and could have won the dirt race could have two wins. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, here or there. Cole Custer's not doing anything to light the world on fire. Um, and, and Eric Almarola is, he's been better, but you know, he's on the, he's on the, at, at the end and, and Brad Kozlowski doing whatever, you know, he's throwing, going through some growing pains. I, I just think the whole Ford camp seems to be a little, I mean, well, look at it. Look at Ryan Blaney won a stage and disappeared. Absolutely yeah. disappeared. So, well, and those two, um, you know, it's worth noting, you know, we mentioned, you mentioned Chris Busher, uh started on the pole, mm-hmm. uh, finished eighth, led 18 laps in this one. Um, definitely turning some things around over there at, at RFK. Um, yep. Brad ran, ran well during the day, finished 20th, uh, did yep. finish 10th at the end of stage one. Um, 
So, I mean, definitely some improvement there. Uh, again, mm-hmm. you know, 20th isn't great, but for the Fords, <laughs> it's not terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we think about how bad of a, you know, we want to say how bad of a year Brad's having, including his dis- disqualification. Um, or his no well it wasn't even a disqualification it was a 100 point penalty yeah um but his average finish is five places better than denny hamlin's um yeah. for the year so brad probably would have been brad, ha- brad probably would have been happy with a disqualification that would have been yeah, would have been less, saved, less saved painful them. than that 100 100 points yeah, and uh save them 60 points and playoff points too yep you're right about that <sighs> uh anything else with this one we kind of i mean we went all over the place in this we one we were all over the place more I so like than normal way. Um, yeah, that's good. But we'll just we'll breeze through the Xfinity race. Uh, I'm trying to see here. I like to hit up the uh, Harrison Burton top finishing rookie, 24th place in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's move on to the NASCAR Xfinity Series race, uh, the A Game 200 on Saturday. Uh, I mean, we talk about Chevrolets over on the uh, on the Cup side, but man, the the Xfinity Series is kind of the JRM series right now. Yeah. Uh, Josh Berry oh, gets the win. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, outbattled his teammate, uh, Justin Allgaier to get the win at Dover. Um, yeah. so Josh Berry gets himself another win in the Xfinity series, locks himself into the playoffs. Uh, let, cool. let 55 laps on the way to doing it. So not bad. Yeah. Man, JR Motorsports dominated this event. Yeah. Just four of the top five. Ty Gibbs sandwiched in there. Yep. Um, Allgaier led the most laps and scored almost as many points as, as Josh Berry. And then you had, um, you had Sam Mayer, you know, right. top five, and and uh, Noah Gregson, you know, last week's winner, yeah, uh, you know, finishing fourth. So I mean, it was just a awesome day for JRM. Didn't Gregson get the dash for cash too? Was it Gregson? I got believe it? he did. Yeah, I think so. So I mean, they think so. Yep. they've just been cleaning up the dash for cash that the JRM guys. Mm-hmm. So yep, yep. Um, I don't think there's really much to talk about here, right? I mean, it was. It's a Dover Xfinity Series race. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yep. Anything, anything, anything jump out that I'm forgetting about? It feels like uh, it's so long ago. <laughs> I know it does because we had that rain delay in the middle. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was just your typical Xfinity Series race. Yeah. At Dover. There was, you know, the Cup Series race was so good. It's hard to even right you know, go back to everything that happened during the Xfinity Series race. But, um, I think that's the story though. Eric JRM really good. We got to keep watching mm-hmm. those guys. Uh, the, the championship shakes up just a little bit. Um, but I, I just think, uh, you know, it's it's pretty much all the JRM guys are pretty much legit guys. AJ yeah. Allmendinger's probably the best driver in the series right now, and Ty Gibbs is in there too. Yeah. Uh, Josh Berry, uh, it's his uh, third victory in 39 Xfinity Series races. Um, what a great story Josh Berry is, by the way. I know. It's, you know, it's side awesome. Note, Side note, he's just great. 31 years old. Yep. You know, basically a rookie. <laughs> all the all the years that people wanted Junior to give him a chance, and he finally got the shot and, and did what he did with it, and now here he is racing full-time, going to run for a championship now. Yep. Uh, yeah, he didn't get to last year because he wasn't a full-time uh, wasn't a full-time driver, but two wins last year, 12 top 10s in his in his 22 starts. Now he's, you know, uh, 10 races into this season, five top 10s, and he's he's got that pl- playoff spot. Um, running even better than he did last year and in half in half the starts, he's just outperforming what he was already doing um, that, that got him on the map. So it's pretty cool. Yep, really great to see it. Uh, AJ Allmendinger leads the point standings by 43 points over Ty Gibbs. James, you know who the top finishing rookie in this one was? Oh, if I had to guess it would have been. Yeah. 
Set me up for it. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Any Should chance I have for that audio. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, and there you go. That's John, the... John Haranimacek tried to tried his hand at, uh, at going Xfinity series racing and, and had break problems. And that was the end of his day. Yeah. Should note, note that, but, uh, no, yeah, nobody else was, you know, Chandler Smith was in this race, but uh, he didn't really like the world on fire. Raja Carruth had probably the loosest race car I've ever seen at Dover. Oh yeah. Um, finished 38th dead last with suspension issues, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> He was yeah. hanging on all day. Yeah. That's cool to see him out there though. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he, I mean, that's a guy who's taking baby steps. Yep. You know, getting it in there. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, at least he's not racing for his family team in the cup series or something. Oh boy. Oh, oh, <laughs> all right. Go, go ahead, Eric. Go. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just moving on uh, news. Okay. Let's talk some news. James, we got some news this week to go over. Um, starting things off, this is an all Jayski news week. Uh, everything, all our links pulled from Jayski. So thanks to Jayski for keeping this podcast alive. Uh, without Jayski, we would never have anything to talk about. Uh, Cup Series racing seen increased attendance uh, this year. Um, Talladega's crowd for last weekend's Cup race was the track's largest for its spring event since 2017. Bristol's dirt race had the largest crowd for the track's spring event since 2017. Martinsville's race, largest crowd for the spring event since 2015. Atlanta Speedway, uh, March race was the event's largest since 2014. Phoenix uh, spring event sold out for the first time in more than 10 years. And the Daytona 500 was announced as a sellout six days before the event. The earliest it has sold out in recent years. James, it's amazing how good attendance is uh, when fans are not stuck at home because of a virus. Yes, (laughs) they are happy to be back and out and about. And uh, there's a lot of interest being stirred up with this new car and stuff, yeah. Eric. So, yeah, this has been a. Yeah, I joke. Know, I mean, nice... obviously, attendance is going to go up when people are allowed to go to the track when they haven't been in the last couple of years. Uh, but right. um, I agree. You know, there's there's definitely renewed interest. Um, you know, last year was a good season, too. We had we had some good racing last year. Um, definitely good. brought some interest back. Uh, and, and yeah, the new car, as much as some people want to hate it or wanted to hate it before the season started. Uh, definitely brought a lot of interest and a lot of eyeballs and Hey, NASCAR's tried some things this year too, that, you know, we, we ran dirt for the second time that improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we made Atlanta motor speedway, a super speedway. Um, you know, the, they're proven lo- along the way that they're not afraid to try some mm-hmm. things and make it work. And, uh, right. it's paying off, you know, this is yeah. to me, this is a vindication for the changes that they've been making. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, they're not stagnant anymore. So right. yes, of course you're going to want to see some things in in person. And um, yeah, I, I love that we've got momentum with F1. Obviously, we've got momentum here. Yeah, IndyCar's got a little momentum. You um, want to know how we can re- bring even more momentum to the Cup Series, James? Do it, Eric. Let's Say. take one of the corners in our tracks and let's build a fake harbor. Dang it! <laughs> I wanted to take that joke. <laughs> I planned that way before the podcast. I was just waiting. Where am I going to slip it in? And James mentioned Formula, ah. James mentioned Formula One, so I, I had to there take it. There was. Darn it. Um, you know, again, you say NASCAR is not stagnant. Um, you know, th- that brings up a point that's something I didn't share in the notes here, but um, there was question this week about Dover, that whether Dover is going to lose its second, second date. And, of course, it's never been threatened, but obviously with uh, Speedway Motorsports buying the track and their history, uh, mm-hmm. removing dates, uh, cough North Wilkesboro. Um, you know, they, people were questioning it and Marcus Smith said, no, I mean, this is, it's a mm-hmm. successful 
this is a successful event. We don't take dates away from successful events. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's good. And I, I think, again, with the way this car performed this weekend, that's going to bring more eyeballs to Dover. Um, yep. I, I'm looking forward to the second half of the season, James, because those races historically performed better anyway uh, with fans yeah. and with what they've seen the first run at some of these tracks. It might encourage more people to head to the head to the second time. Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. yeah, uh, Eric Jones says he wants to stay at Petty GMS, hoping to get things settled for next year. Um, I think, you know, James, I, I really was sort of disappointed that this is where he ended up. Um, but I think he's making it work for himself and I, I like the progress they're making. What do you think? Yeah. The team's improving. Um, he's already as, as he's already improved well, well way over last year. Yeah. Um, could have had a win last week. Things break a little different. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I would like to see him go back up a yeah. seat. Uh, but this is, you know, if this new car really is an equalizer of sorts and, and he's here for a few more years, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. Right. Um, but I, I would love to see him get one more shot in, in the big seat. I mean, he's proving how good he is right now with, with that car. Think you about know? how much less pressure is in this ride though. Oh, for sure. You know, I yeah. mean, obviously I'm sure he's not making the money that he would have was making at Gibbs, Yeah, but I mean, he's outperforming the expectations of this team. So yeah, and, and you gotta I think would, he's pretty safe. Yeah, and I would say too, you know, if Petty looks at how Trackhouse has turned things around here, um, and they use that as somewhat of a template, you know, why can't Eric Jones do the Ross Chastain thing? I think yeah. he's just as good of a driver, if not better. Um, if he had the right stuff, I, you know, I, why why couldn't Eric Jones do that? So I, yeah. well, and I mean, I feel like GMS has the capability of doing the colleague thing too, and, and pumping more money into this. Yeah, I think team. they'll get there. Yeah. You know, they've, they've obviously proven themselves in the, in the Xfinity series and the, in the truck series that I mm-hmm. think they can, they can do it here too. So well, um, and if we get, we get to the end of the season and you said, Hey James, Eric Jones won a race. And I would, I would not be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked yeah. at all. Well, I, I mean, would say, yeah, that sounds about right. His performance the last race. couple of weeks, he's in, you know, in playoff talks, at least, you know, to get he's in there points. right now. He's in. Yeah. So yeah, he's in. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's what you're asking for. Really? I mean, exactly. Where, where he's that at, that's, for... that's what you're hoping for. Get in on points, get in the playoffs. Um, if you can click a win off, awesome. But you're, you're looking to get in on uh, mm-hmm. playoffs on points and he's doing it. Yep. So yep. he's in right now yep. doing his job. Good for him. Uh, we mentioned, hinted about Martin Truex Jr. earlier. Uh, Truex is undecided uh, about what to do for 2023. Obviously, probably has an option, you would think, at uh, JGR to continue there. Um, he could go somewhere else. I don't know where. I mean, obviously, Stuart Haas is a talking point this year uh, mm-hmm. with the 10 team opening up. Um or he could just call it quits uh, if he wanted to. Um, he pretty much has a sponsorship. Looks like his sponsors are going to go with him. So what do you think Martin Truex Jr. does? Is it too early for Truex to hang up the hat, James? Um, He's not a, you know, he's not a, a spring chicken anymore. Is that the saying? Yeah. Um, yes, that is what old people say. That's what old people say? Good. <laughs> Larry David. Uh, I, I, I think maybe he might. I think he maybe he might retire. Honestly, I, he's got a couple more years in him, doesn't he? He's got another championship in him, maybe. He, he should. Uh, you know, he almost won the dang thing last year. So right. 
couple things break the other way he's he's got two championship rings uh so i i mean this wouldn't be, this wouldn't be to the level of carl edwards leaving but it still would be i think it'd be a shock i didn't i did not peg Truex for to be one that we would have to be talking about possibly retiring at the end of the season well did you did you have joe gibbs having two empty seats um, no that's either that's true that's true good grief so uh yeah i mean he's he's done everything eric except you know, maybe a Daytona 500 would be nice, but yeah. Um, I mean, it depends. Like, if he doesn't like driving this new car, then what's he got to prove? You know? Do you think? Uh, do you think Joe's really pushing him real hard to resign? I mean, um, probably it definitely solves a problem for him if he doesn't. <laughs> de- well, and, and they've got sponsorship. I mean, that car is fully funded, so right. um, if those sponsors say they'll stay with Gibbs, I, I don't know if Joe's super worried about it. I mean, that's a heck of a driver to lose, though. Yeah. Um, Championship driver on your stable. Grandson, though, is waiting in the wings. Yeah. Got not, a place for him to go. Teams, Eric, not many teams have championship drivers in their stable, and he's got two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, does that, does a move hard. to Stuart Haas make any sense for Martin Truex Jr.? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Other than the. Then again, last week we talked about it making sense for Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but Kyle's, mean, got, other than the... Kyle's got the, the truck team that makes it make sense. Yeah. The only, the only connection there would be the Bass Pro Shops synergy. I mean, right. I know they've been a Stewart sponsor for many years. So, and that's the thing is, is so I, I wasn't clear is, is Bass Pro Shops committed to Truex? Or are they committed to Joe Gibbs? I think they're committed to Truex because they've got, they've gone with Truex forever. I mean, yeah, been they've been with Truex time. for a long time. They're with Austin Dillon, you know, um, they've been with Tony Stewart as well. So Ryan Newman had him for a while too, I think. But yeah, Jay McMurray. Yeah, they're, they've they've been all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> they've sponsored a lot of guys. I'd be disappointed to see. I I think Truex has got a couple seasons. I I could see Truex signing a a one year deal, and doing that a couple times, doing the Kurt Busch thing. Um, yeah. certainly didn't think that we would be talking Truex retiring before Kurt Busch retiring. Yeah, I that for sure. After he won that title too. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but I mean, I, you know, at the same time, James, uh, how many drivers we've talked about it before. How many of these guys stick around one, two, three years too long? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we just watched Jimmy Johnson do it essentially, you know, Mm -hmm. so we're watching some, maybe Kevin Harvick might be going through it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, you're still, you know, competing to win, maybe it's a good time to go. Could be. So, uh, last news item, the NASCAR, uh, announced the all-star, uh, format for the Texas motor speedway. Um, which I'm reading here for the first time because it's pretty basic, but uh, I don't remember what it was. Um, I guess qualifying is the most interesting thing to me. Uh, the opening round, single car qualifying, one lap format um, in reverse order of the current 2022 owner points. But the fastest qualifiers transfer to a three-round head-to-head elimination bracket. The bracket, bracket will feature two cars staged in adjacent pit stalls near the end of pit road. At the sound of an alert, each pit crew will perform a four-tire pit stop and at the drop of the jack, Drivers will exit their stalls with no speed limit out of the track. Two cars racing off a pit road at the same time with no speed limit, James. What could go wrong? <laughs> right. uh, first car back to the start-finish line advances to the next round. Um, I think let's just skip the all-star race and just do this with the whole field. Yeah. This is awesome. This is like got spectator drag vibes to it. It gives us – it brings back the old pit crew challenge too, Yeah, which was fun. Yeah. I love this. If somebody doesn't wreck somebody else in this – it will be such a disappointment. <laughs> Seriously though, man, how much fun would the all-star race be if this was it? Yeah. 
I love the one-on-one idea. I've yeah. been wanting to see it for years. I'm I'm all for this. This is the best part of the whole thing. Screw this race that means absolutely nothing, and we just waste laps. Let's go head to head. I'll tell you what. You know, Arena Cross used to do this. They had a head to head bracket challenge they do during the race, and it was awesome. So yeah. awesome. I mean, Arena Cross and NASCAR is pretty different, but I don't know. Anyway, the Something race new. the race will consist of four stages. Uh, first three stages will be 25 laps in length. Uh, the fourth will be a 50 lap shootout for the one million dollar prize. Uh, let's see stage one. Let's see the, the new format has provided a major incentive to win any of the opening three stages or the pit stop competition during the break between stages two and three, uh, stage one winner will start on the pole in the final stage. As long as he finishes 15th or better in stages two and three, uh, the stage two winner starts second on, in the final stage. As long as he finishes 15th or better in stage three, uh, the, each team must pit and perform a four tire pit stop during the special stage break pit stop competition. Uh, the team with the shortest time on pit road, pit in and pit out, wins the pit crew award, and the driver will start fourth in the final stage as long as he finishes 15th or better in stage three. And the stage three winner starts third in the final stage. Did you get all that? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Yep. Uh, and then we run 50 laps at the end for the winner. Remember the year Jimmy Johnson won that first stage and he was on the pole yeah. and they just rode around in the back? That <laughs> yeah. was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, in the final stage, uh, if a natural caution occurs between laps 15 and 25, standard race procedures will be in effect. If no natural caution occurs during that time, NASCAR will call an all-star or fun flag yeah. <laughs> competition caution. Uh, <laughs> I was of, waiting for you to say it. <laughs> the winner of stage four will earn $1 million. Oh, man. XR, <sighs> SRX changed the game. Yeah, they, they changed did. changed the game with the fun flag. Um, and then they also have the NASCAR open, which will immediately precede, precede the all-star race. I kind of like the open running the day before. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, give people a chance to fix their cars. Uh, yep. 20 laps, 20 laps and 10 laps. Each segment winner will advance the all-star race, uh, as well as the winner of the fan vote. There we go. Hooray. Yeah. I'm not going to read who's qualified for it. Who gives a crap? <laughs> <laughs> Move on. This is the That's last time race. we will ever see the all-star race on a mile and a half track. Mark my words. It will never happen like this again. We'll be in a, we'll be in a stadium from here on out. Probably. Or something, <sighs> something or something. All-star. Yeah. Uh, speaking of gimmicks that have run their course, James, we are going to Darlington raceway this weekend for the throwback weekend. Oh no. Are you, <laughs> you throwing throwback weekend in the trash? Are you done with it? You know, Dale Jr. talked about it on his podcast last week, and I, you know, here's the thing. Don't blame NASCAR for the numbers. The numbers are where they are because of the race team uh, alliance. Um, this is this is their decision. It is to, you know, give that sponsor exposure. Same reason they move the numbers to begin with. However, we could certainly get rid of that for one race, uh, but they've chosen not to do that, and I think that's really disappointing because I think they've taken a really great event. Um, and kind of put a black eye on it, James. I, I know you agree. The numbers should be where yes. the numbers are supposed to it's, be for the paint yeah, schemes, it's, right? It's a whole bastardized affair right now yeah. on this uh, on this event. So. I'm not even going to talk about paint schemes. I don't schemes. want to. I don't want the to. The only no. one I'm going to talk about is the winning paint scheme, which is Corey LaJoy's paint scheme, because not only does the number placement work because of the way the numbers are, although it's reversed with the sponsor uh, from the original, but they're running three numbers on the door, which is awesome. <laughs> um, so if you haven't seen Corey LaJoy's car, check that out. That is definitely the winner. There's some good paint schemes. 
you know, the track house announced theirs today with the, the Coca-Cola schemes from uh, Japan that Earnhardt and Earnhardt Jr. raced. Um, those look pretty good. Um, but when the, when the Xfinity series cars look better than the cup cars, the throwback weekend has died. Exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't matter because Corey LaJoy won the crown last year anyway, and it will never be beat. So I'm just so sad because I loved, I loved throwback so much. And then they stole it from the Southern 500. Exactly. They already ruined it by moving it from that, but I was willing to give it a pass. And now it's over. It's just, I don't care. Um, yep. However, one of the cool things we are going to get this weekend uh, with the throwback broadcast, James, is we get to see Richard Petty, Bobby Labonte, and Bill Elliott in the booth during the different the stages. Yeah. Richard. That's going to be good. Um, I don't know how excited I am about this. I think Labonte is about the only one that's actually going to be any good um, with broadcast you experience. want to hear from Aw- Awesome Bill from Dawson Bill? Bill's just so quiet. I love Bill. I mean, Bill is my f- he, Bill Elliott was my first favorite driver. Um you know, he was the first driver I ever met. I met him back in 1989. My God. Or no. No, I would have been 91, not 89, 91. I uh, got to meet him outside Meyer down in uh, in Jackson before the, the <laughs> MIS race. Um, but uh, yeah, but um, I don't know. He, he just I don't think he's got the greatest personality for announcing Bobby Labonte's all right. Richard. I mean, I love obviously he's the king. He, you, you can't go wrong with the king, but. I don't know. It, it, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna be do the greatest job. I, I also like that NASCAR went to the well for the SRX series to get two of their guys uh, to come on over uh, for their throwback booth. Just, right. just so you know, just throwing <laughs> that, that is, out there. That is true. <laughs> huh. um, but yeah, I think Bobby will probably be pretty good. But these guys are all. Let's just enjoy them as legends and not yeah. critique their. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're just legends. They're just legends. That's cool. Yeah, that, that that's true. I, I certainly don't want to critique them. I'm I'm excited about seeing all three of them in the booth. Uh, anytime you can get Richard Petty uh, on camera, get him in front oh, of the microphone, that's great. So And they're keeping him out of the car because he got black flag right. last time he was. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Around. That's true. But he is going to wave the flag. So yeah. we'll see how we'll see if he can get that one down without yeah. getting in trouble. Right. Uh, let's see. We have, uh, we are doing our picks this week. James, I beat you last week by a whopping five points. Hey, chipping away, buddy. <laughs> chipping away. Uh, but I am still trailing by 22. So that gives me the first pick this week. And we've got three races, uh, to pick from the truck series, Xfinity series and cup series all in action at Darlington this weekend. Uh, the truck okay. series will kick things off with a dead on tools, 200. And I'm str- man, I'm struggling with all these picks, James. I don't know who to go with. I'm going to go with the gut on the truck series pick and not go with the easy pick. And I am going to pick Chandler Smith Ooh. as my pick for this one. No real reason. Just have a good feeling about him. He's good, man. Did he win here? Um, I don't think so. No, he won Bristol. Yeah. He won Bristol last year. So yeah, Chandler Smith. I like that one. So, there you um, go. well, he's, he's available to me. I'm going to yeah. take uh, John Hernie check here. I know that's, I figured and that's, that was my other choice, but I, I just got good feelings. John Hunter just hasn't, done it this year he hasn't lit the world on fire i know and i probably should take ben Rhodes, but um, that see that's who but, i wanted but i can't pick him yeah i know exactly so <laughs> I, I probably could have done a strategy play here and, yeah. and took him but was, we'll see we'll see we got we got a lot of truck racing coming up here we're going to kansas texas charlotte um the trucks are going to be busy so we're going to have to we're going to have to re-ingrate ingrati- ingratiate is that the word <laughs> integrate integrate i think thank you reintegrate ourselves with uh with the truck series boy yeah. that was a whew. I'm still I'm still learning who's all in the truck series this year because somebody moved up to Xfinity. Well, they they haven't raced that much. Yeah, you know? 
they don't they don't race much early in the season and they well, have long stretches early in the season and end of the season the middle of the season they're busy as crap but beginning of the season end of the season it's real slow i know yeah they're they're gonna be busy here starting this weekend um because they're only they only have one off weekend until mid ohio which yeah. is the 22nd weekend of the year so they're gonna be they're gonna be busy there you go uh nascar xfinity series has the mahindra Roxor 200 uh, and James, I am going to go with strategy on this one because you can't pick Ty Gibbs. So <laughs> I'm not going to pick Ty Gibbs either. And I am going to go with my tried and true Noah Gregson on this ah, one. Yes. Stick with the JRM theme. I uh, can't yep. pick Justin Allgaier. Probably I shouldn't say this, but you probably already have it in, have him in your sights. Probably the best pick <laughs> for this race. <laughs> yeah, I was eyeballing Justin Allgaier. Uh, and, and that's actually um, that's actually where I think I'm going to go because uh, I can't take Ty Gibbs. I really looked at AJ Allmendinger though. Yeah. Um, but I won't. Uh, I won't go there. Um, All guy has got a good history here. Yeah. Runs well for sure. Here. Yep. Um, and then the Cup Series has the Goodyear 400 on Sunday, and I am all over the place on this one too. But I am going to go with uh, somebody who's won here in the past. But not in this series, and I'm gonna go Ross Chastain. Second oh, time wow. I picked him this season. Yeah, that is that's a good one. Um, yeah, and he's been running well. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you with some heat. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the guy I think is gonna dominate this race, and I'm gonna take Kyle Larson. Nice. I think he's, I think he's gonna come into town and just kick everybody's pants all weekend long. That's funny. He wasn't even on my short list. My short list was Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. But I really was struggling to pick the Toyotas and. Yep, especially go Denny. Right Denny, right now. Yeah. I mean, Denny, Denny should be the pick here, but yeah. know, just not right now. So we have not picked. I'm looking at both of our cup picks for the year. I have picked Truex once. You have picked Truex once. Neither of us have picked Denny Hamlin <laughs> at all. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's how, how bad he's been. Yeah, Since, he's been terrible. It's been terrible. Absolutely terrible. But yep. at least he kept his social media clean this week. Yeah. So far. <laughs> right. Well, he's too busy in, sens- in uh, sensitivity. Well, thing. yeah, him and Kyle Busch <laughs> side by each, like Forrest and Bubba Gump. Yeah. Up, uh, <laughs> each other up. Uh, James, you probably want to talk about the Fantasy League this week. Oh, Eric, have I told you how much I love Fantasy League? <laughs> Man, it's the best thing we do. <sighs> I finally got a break, got the win. Um, Martin Truex Jr. crashing on the last lap was also worth 10 points for me, so I was pretty pretty excited about that so i'll take all the luck i can get um so yeah i got the w baron speedway second and then we had a three-way tie for third so i'll read them all off uh freight train was third the champ is here was third and green eggs and hamlin was third uh eric you were ninth (laughs) yeah you can just keep that quiet okay sorry uh overall standings on the season um i got back into the hunt just a little bit with that win uh fast to the grass still our championship leader Green Eggs and Hamlin second, and I am in third. Uh, Justin seven one three, not too far behind me. So we got a little bit of a uh, between us four. That's a hundred point difference from first to fourth. So that's that's pretty close. I mean, I made up uh, I made up about fifty plus points this week. So just to show you, we can we can make a gain in a hurry. So the fantasy league, woof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James, you got any shout outs this week? Uh quick. Yeah, this is kind of a strange, uh, strange one, but interesting one nonetheless. I uh, was on the Twitters and stumbled across a thread of former car builders who designed everything from Gen 4 Twisted Sisters uh, all the way up through cars that were designed last year. 
guys who worked on Larson's car all the way back to Jeff Gordon. Um, and it was just a chain of guys who used to build these cars. And I got a little bit sad <laughs> because <laughs> they were just talking about the art that went into making the, these cars as fast as possible, especially in the twisted sister era. Uh, just some really good stuff that I kind of just stumbled upon. And, um, and now the comments were, we are basically Ikea furniture assemblers uh, uh. now, which kind of bummed me out. Cause I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a forgotten thing. So I just kind of, you know, I wanted to shout out the guys who, who uh, put these cars together for so long, because I think maybe they've gotten forgotten just a little bit with this new car. And, and it actually, it made me sad. It made me nostalgic for what we used to have a little bit. It was just a cool little read. Um, it was a little bit of everything, a lot of emotions coming through with, with what I was kind of seeing in, in the photos and, um, you know, guys taking pictures with the last cars off the Hendrick line. So just kind of, you know, re reiterating that we're in a new era. It's, it's, it's great. The racing has been great, but um, hopefully we don't forget about some of the people who got us to where we are with some really cool stuff over the years. So, yeah. You, uh, you know, I loved and hated the twisted sister car mm-hmm. you know yep. it, it was uh it was it was great but um just man i hated that car <laughs> just look if they look it didn't look like a, a stock I, car man i mean when i look back at them now they're just so wild that we used to yeah. race those cars the way that they did it's i mean it's absolutely wild i totally appreciate everything about it but i it just it's just wild yeah. It's just, and if you're new to NASCAR in the last 10 years, you may not even know what the twisted sister was, but uh, just look that up. NASCAR gen four cars and how wild the, uh, the body lines were. They were just, I mean, just, there was nothing straight about those cars. They were just completely wonky and it was fan. You know, it's fantastic to see them now. Right. What an era. All right. Uh, I got a few shout outs this week, James, and I just kind of came up with them right now. So, uh, you're going to be, you're going to kick yourself for a couple of them. Cause they probably should have been yours. Uh, I'm going to start out with, uh, giving a shout out to the scene vault podcast, uh, this week. James oh, yeah. actually clued me in on this one. Um, they teased a big, yep. big thing last week and, uh, came through, uh, the, the mystery of, uh, LW Wright. Uh, they found LW Wright. If you don't know the story, um, if you don't know the story, it's, 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 it's a good one. Just look it up. Um, so they, they got him on and, uh, chatted with him this week. So that's pretty cool. I haven't listened to the whole podcast, uh, but I listened to some of the clips. Yeah, it's, on got YouTube. Good nuggets. it's good. I listened to it. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Interesting. <laughs> um, kind of myth busting, I guess a yeah. little bit, but very, but very good. That's, that's not a spoiler or anything, but yeah, if any, good. if anything, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the legend might've been greater than the actual story, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. He hasn't been heard from in. 40 years exactly so exactly yeah you know how it's legends grow you know it's great reporting work yeah and i'm really disappointed in us that we didn't come up with this idea first right so. <laughs> yeah rick houston over on the uh the scene vault podcast very awesome Legend. um let's see uh james this one for sure should have been yours uh your buddy Derek winner yes yep. got to sing the national anthem at eldora yeah, I'm glad you said that one. Yep. Pretty cool. That was opening night for them too, wasn't it, at Eldora? Yeah, opening night for the season, and Derek Winter sang the uh, national anthem. Hopefully, we'll get him on the pod again to yeah. to talk about it because that's a that was a good one. Yeah, him we'll and I were chatting a little bit, uh, chatting a little bit about that. So, yeah, nope, that's cool. Thanks that's for bringing cool. that one up. That was a good one. I would never have the guts to sing that song in front of anybody. He's good too, man. Yeah, I know. He can sing. I know. He's got a good voice. 
Uh, the other one I want to shout out, uh, Jeff Striegel and our, our semi-local uh, racetrack, Berlin Raceway. Uh, they canceled this past weekend due to weather, uh, but they have free admission for all ladies this weekend, Saturday night, out at Berlin Raceway. So uh, if you're out in that, in that <laughs> neck of the woods, go check out Berlin Raceway. It's a great racetrack. Absolutely awesome. They're building a pretty cool uh, party deck over in uh, turns one and two. Um, just a unique racetrack. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff going on out there. And, of course, Jeff Striegel from MRN is uh, the top dog out there. So definitely, definitely worth supporting. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Good. Uh, how about Jackass Corner, James? We kind of we said we retired it last week. Uh, I think we both are throwing Kyle Bush in there this week. Uh, anybody <laughs> yeah, else you want to toss in there? You know, until somebody comes for the crown, I don't know if we could. I don't know if we have any room. Yeah. I, I, I just think Denny Hamlin holds the title until... <laughs> Until we find somebody who can come for it. I got I got another one for you. Oh, okay. Let's go. I am going to go. go with Formula One, James. Oh, here we go. And I'm going for the fake harbor. <laughs> I'll bring well, that up again. I, I understand why they... Well, no, I don't understand it. It's stupid. It's terrible. No. It's, I also am putting them in there for the ticket prices to this freaking race. Oh, my God. My, I, this, see, this is Miami. This isn't actually Formula One's fault. This is all Miami. I get the ahead. fact that they, they capped it at 80000 when they figure they could fit more than half, twice that in there. Um, but, damn, the, the ticket prices are insane for this race. And, basically, I, if you're if you're not rich, you're not going to this race. Eric, this race has the potential to kill F1 in America. Yeah. Because I, I almost just... hope it's as big of a disaster as Indianapolis was. But on the same note, I hope it's awesome. <laughs> a huge so legit... Eric, they're charging these ticket prices. And from everything I've been reading and hearing, that city can't hold, can't like, doesn't have the infrastructure in place for this race. Yeah. And the people, like, you know what this it... reminds me of? It reminds me of the fire festival. This is yeah. this is Formula One's Fire Festival. It could be. <laughs> it very well could be. Part of me hopes it's a complete disaster. I'm not gonna not not rooting against F1. Yeah. I'm glad it's in America twice right now and it will be three times in the near future, but they're also good. going against NASCAR like head to head. Um Na- and they'll NASCAR probably the NASCAR should have moved that day. Well, NASCAR should at least went to went to network instead of staying on cable. Oh, we're gonna get we we are gonna get our butts handed to us on we we might get more viewers, but it it's, it's I don't know, gonna man. be tight. F one's gonna be on ABC with no commercials. It's, Come on, I'm telling you, Eric, we're in trouble with this one. Yeah, man, Fox, man, NASCAR really screwed the pooch on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. They should have they should have led into F one. They should have started the race at noon and led into F one. Or we could have just raced on Saturday night on Mother's Day weekend like we used to do. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. Yeah, there you I'm go. Back. NASCAR jackasses for scheduling races on Mother's Day and Easter. Good job, guys. I'm sure my wife is going to be happy when I flip the TV on on Mother's Day. <laughs> right? Exactly. Thanks for being a great Thanks for being a great mother, honey, for yeah. our two kids. I'm going <laughs> to plot my butt in front of the TV. I'm going to tell my wife that that's her gift is to watch the NASCAR race with me. Yep. <laughs> She'll love that. Or no, her gift is you get to have time with the kids. Right. Yes. Time go. with the kids. Perfect. I'm sure. I'm sure Aaron would. Lo- I'm sure she would love that. If I was like, listen, my <laughs> gift to you is time with the kids. There you go. That you don't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James, where can where can uh, where can Aaron find you on social media if she wants to chew you out publicly? <laughs> uh, at James Cush on Twitter. <laughs> you can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/the Super Speedway. 
Uh, our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find old episodes of the podcast, show notes, links to articles we discussed, all that stuff, past race coverage, photos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you can find the podcast on there as well. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and until I think June twenty second, Facebook, because apparently Facebook's getting rid of podcasts already. Um, but wow. yeah, that was fun. That was fun. For, for yeah. now, you can you can listen to it on Facebook too. Uh, wherever you found us today, we hope you subscribe and continue to listen. Uh, it is throwback weekend this weekend at Darlington Raceway. We don't care because the numbers are in the wrong spot, but we're going to watch it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week to break it all down, talk about it all, and uh, tell the story on how mad our wives were on Mother's Day because we watched the race instead of hanging out with them. Until then, everybody, let's go racing.